The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney called on federal officials to investigate a hospital on the city's east side, which was the focus of a recent New York Times report. The story claims Bon Secours Mercy Health, the owner of Richmond Community Hospital, used a federal program to purchase drugs at a discounted price. The hospital was then reimbursed at a higher rate by insurance companies. Yesterday, Stoney requested a review of the program, saying if the Biden administration is serious about centering equity in all of its actions, then it must rectify these unethical policy flaws. The allegation comes after Richmond Community Health cut services in the predominantly black neighborhood. Virginians are sounding off on Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed rollback of protections for transgender students. Around 20,000 comments had already been submitted online as of Tuesday night, the bulk of them negative. In an interview with VPM News, Virginia's Superintendent of Public Instruction, Jillian Balow, said they're working on finding a system to review the posts. I want to be really clear, this is not a Twitter poll, and we're not looking for, um, you know, some kind of, we have 50 comments that say this and 20 comments that say this, therefore we're going to make a policy decision based on the majority. Balo says they're interested in what she called, quote, substantive feedback or suggestions on improving the policy. The comments are open for 30 days. You can find a link at vpm.org. The draft guidance prompted protests yesterday in Virginia, with students at about 100 schools planning walkouts. The guidelines require parental approval for student requests to use a name or pronouns different from those assigned at birth. Megan Pauley has more. Glen Allen High School senior Cadence Snopic helped organize a walkout at their school. Snopic, who identifies as genderqueer, was outraged by the draft guidance. Pretty much as soon as I heard about the guidelines being released, I immediately was like, okay, so what can I do to take action? You know, my identity is not a political pawn to Governor Youngkin, and it should not be used as such. Officials at some schools in Central Virginia where walkouts were planned decided to shut them down including the Appomattox Regional Governor's School, where students gathered anyway to hold a day of silence. Megan Polly, VPM News. State officials are looking into why maternal mortality rates have more than doubled in Virginia. According to Virginia Mercury, preliminary data from the state shows about 37 deaths per 100,000 pregnancies in 2018. In 2020, that number was over 86 deaths. Over the next two years, Virginia's maternal mortality review team will be interviewing doctors and family members to see if any external factors, such as domestic abuse or lack of transportation, played a part in the deaths. Black women die during pregnancy or after giving birth at a rate twice as high as white women. In 2019, former Governor Ralph Northam announced a goal to eliminate those racial disparities by 2025. It's too early to tell how Hurricane Ian will impact Virginia. But it's not too early to get ready. Patrick Larson has some preparation tips. The Virginia Department of Emergency Management recommends that Virginians have a disaster kit on hand. 
That kit should include enough water, non-perishable food, and essential medication for three days, plus things like sunscreen, hand sanitizer, and warm clothes in case the storm damages homes. Write down an emergency contacts list with friends, family, and child care. Make sure the essentials for your pets are covered too. Officials recommend holding on to a photo to help identify them if they go missing, as well as their microchip number. Patrick Larson, VPM News. This week, VPM News is exploring ways Virginians are trying to curb gun violence. The city of Richmond has been the main focus for our special series Another Way because of rising gun-related homicides involving young people. City leaders have organized a framework to intervene by meeting people where they are. Patrick Larson has more. One question was on Pastor Ralph Hodge's mind three years ago. What was keeping people up at night? That question was the focus of listening sessions Hodge was part of through the group RISC, which stands for Richmonders Involved to Strengthen Our Communities. Concerns about housing and education were common themes. And then for the very first time in a while, gun violence had come up. Gun assaults were on the rise in Richmond, and RISC members began looking for violence reduction programs the city could implement. They settled on group violence intervention from the John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York. The program reduced youth homicides by over 60 percent in Boston two decades ago and has shown major reductions in other cities, too. It starts with what's called a gun violence problem analysis. That's a data and intelligence-based approach that seeks to understand where and why violence is being committed and who is most likely to shoot or be shot. And so the question is, are you providing interventions for your root causes of your violence? Fast forward to April 2022. That's when Richmond released the new Gun Violence Prevention and Intervention Framework, GVPI for short. The framework brings together programs from the city's Department of Human Services, Richmond Police, VCU Health, and community organizations. Like the John Jay College program, it uses a data-based approach. Interventions are one of GVPI's central principles. The city and its partners are seeking to interrupt cycles of violence already happening in Richmond. VCU Health runs two programs aimed at survivors of gun violence and people close to them. Here's Zonda Miller, who oversees an effort that goes back to 2007 called Bridging the Gap. And the intervention specialist works with them as closely as possible to see what types of services they may need out in the community once they are released from the hospital. By filling needs like housing, employment, or transportation, interventionists can take a person out of a bad situation or reduce the likelihood they'll retaliate. VCU Health also employs three part-time peer support specialists who are often responsible for making the first contact with recovering patients. They have someone that they can talk to and someone that can listen to them, someone who can empathize with them, someone who's been there. Those specialists are known as credible messengers. Samuel Brown Sr., who oversees the city's implementation of GVPI, explains. Uh, and they go back to these communities and ask their friends, their family members, their uh, extended family members, hey, what do you think? is going on? How can we respond to this? Richmond police also work with credible messengers. While GVPI is not police-led, Brown says RPD serves a critical role in the framework. Major Ronnie Armstead says programs like neighborhood pop-ups emphasize officers' connections to visible community groups, working with faith leaders, counselors, and more. 
He says increasing trust helps police direct resources in the aftermath of a shooting. We do look at, you know, who this individual uh, hung with, who his friends are, you know, both on the suspect side and the victim side, and we try to interject into these groups. RPD also uses the data from GVPI in its policing efforts. In August, the department touted nearly 200 arrests of people Armstead called, quote, trigger pullers in Operation Red Ball. Pastor Hodge and other community leaders criticized the operation for its focus on the city's public housing communities. Overall, GVPI is a new framework, and a lot of the pieces are still falling into place. But Miller is hopeful and glad to have backup from other city departments for her team of interventionists. She knows they can make a difference. Because a lot of times when you tell your story, you don't know who you may bring along with you. Patrick Larson, VPM News. This story is part of a four-part series airing this week on VPM News called Another Way, How One Virginia City Reckons with Gun Violence. Read more of our reporting and coverage each day at vpm.org slash gunviolence. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs>